0: It's another episode of The Noise Reports. I'm the music guy, CJ Plain. You know me. Uh, Noise, it's what we do. uh, Live from the house of fuckery. (laughs) Um, Today, I uh, pulled in this gentleman. And um, I am going to let him say his name. Because I won't even come close. I will butcher it. And that's just kind of what I do. Um, So... Uh, feel free to introduce yourself
1: <laughs> yeah no problem man thanks for having me on my name is uh justin doulard and the name is uh the last name is spelled a lot more complicated than it looks it's a french descent so uh yeah and i have the uh the authentic podcast so thank you for that
0: awesome um yeah i mean he, i i found him and um you were on Gustio, right or were you on wild Card? yes sir yeah um there's two different websites that you can use. One is Guestio. Uh, the other is called Wildcast. And they kind of do the same thing. Uh, you can essentially sign up f- to be either uh, a guest on someone else's podcast or you can sign up uh, with your podcast to have people come on yours. Um, so it's a very cool idea uh, that I discovered. And I'm just kind of randomly uh, going through them. And when I see somebody who... Um, is i think will be fun basically (laughs) um you know there's enough people out there that are like you know life coaches and entrepreneur coaches and fitness coaches which is great but um i I don't need to cover ground i just you know i like being goofy and i like like you i like meeting new people and having fun conversations and um talking about stuff that you normally wouldn't i guess discuss so
1: um, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Uh, I I almost verbatim quoted what you just said to my wife earlier because I told her I was doing this, and she said, "What's it about?" And then I t- I told her what guestio is because you know she had no idea until I told her. And right. I said the same thing that I put. I haven't actually used it a whole lot, but I'm on there. And I said, uh, you know, there's there's no shortage of as everything you mentioned, entrepreneurs and life coaches and right. finance people, and that's all good. But I feel like I have those things in order myself, and I feel like there's just you know thousands of them right now, and not a lot of people having regular, authentic, generic uh, conversations about things I just want to talk about. So I, yeah. I absolutely agree. Those people are doing well, but that, that's just not for me necessarily. Or not not my my niche. So
0: well, right? And, and and for people that love that, hey, great, awesome, you know. But me, you know, I like talking about geeky things. I like talking about sports and music and. I like, you know, like I sent you the list of questions. I like coming up with uh, very random stuff that, um, you know, we'll we'll get into the random stuff more later uh, if we don't run out of time. Um, so I'll get right into the questions because otherwise we will run out of time. Um, okay. <clears throat> so basically, the first question, um, I wanted to throw out the... Jake Paul versus, or Jake and Paul Logan uh, versus the world, so to speak, I guess. Um, it's kind of how it's coming out right now. And um, just kind of give your impression of that, because to me, it's it's comical. Like, it's, you know.
1: So here is my two cents on it. Um, not a huge boxing fan. Um, I'm a big MMA fan, big right. fan of the UFC which ironically kind of led me into boxing a little bit. So, uh, and, and, you know, primarily that being when Conor McGregor got the Floyd Mayweather fight. That really drew a lot of MMA fans right. to boxing including myself. I'll watch the big matches because, um, you know, the big ones, including some of these entertaining fights. Other mm-hmm. than that, I don't really follow the sport. Uh, but as far as the Pauls go, um, from what I know about boxing, I think they're only doing what they're allowed to do, and which that is... Uh, and I had learned uh, within the past year. To be a professional boxer, you just apply. You don't even have to have an amateur record. You right. don't have to have an offense. You just apply for the license, and you're considered a professional. So I think when you open that up, it. I mean, you know, I don't. Per, I don't personally enjoy their fights that much. But good on them. You know, they're yeah. YouTubers and they're making money, and they want to get. They realize the fight world and the, um, you know, the pay-per-view scene is where you can make a lot of quick money, and and they're getting some big names, so not my cup of tea. It is entertaining, t- you know, to an extent, but then at the same time, if you watch, like, the, if you watch uh, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, the trailer, the trailer fight, you know, the, um, it's like a mini-concert series, and yeah. you've got, like, Snoop Dogg commentating, so, like... It's not really a sport; it's just pure entertainment, and uh, it obviously is kind of, kind of funny. But all these guys are doing is just making money that they're allowed to do, and, and people are buying it, and they're growing. And you know, they claim they really want to be boxers, so I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, I look. I've got no problem with either one of them wanting to fight. Obviously, um, I think <laughs> I think they're biting off way more than they can chew. Obviously, um, look, it's it's great to to. Uh, beat up uh, an MMA guy with a no boxing background um, or, you know, a retired basketball player or something along that lines. Um, Uh But, you know, if they think they have any chance whatsoever in that ring, in a boxing ring, with either Floyd or Conor, really, because Conor went toe-to-toe with Floyd. And, you know, uh, Jake is Jake is going to get absolutely just beat to hell against Floyd. I mean, there is no way that.
1: See, I go I go similar approach, but opposite thought kind of. You're like, they're out on where they can chew. Well, if they want to do that, I'm all for it because then it'll really show them. They'll get a piece of it. If they want to yeah. fight guys like Connor or Floyd or Kamara Usman, um, yeah. We'll really find out if they're really about that boxing life, or yeah. if they just want to make millions and, and entertain people. So, right, eventually, uh, you know, like I mean, Logan right off the bat got one of the best boxers ever. Jake really hasn't fought a whole lot of credible people, but if he keeps chomping, he'll get it, and then we'll find out if hmm. he's really about it or not.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like down the line, <laughs> maybe, but man, I just I, I think there's a lot of people, you know, that. Um, I think there's a lot of people they they need to go through before they get to, to Floyd or oh, Connor. Yeah. like. I mean, um, all the
1: I like to say, don't follow boxing much, but I do I do follow MMA and they kind of coincide right. and then press coverage and a lot of the uh, the real professional boxers they're not happy about it. They think it's a joke, making a joke of the right. sport, and they you
0: exactly. know they're
1: but getting all these crazy uh, events is you know just kind of a slap in the face, and I agree. But that's a that's a problem with uh, you know boxing. It doesn't sound like they're just exploiting what they can do. You know, right? That's to my knowledge, that's only happened in MMA a handful of times. One being uh, the guy that came from WWE, CM Punk. Yeah, he got a chance um, with no MMA background. He got dumped on his ass in yeah. about a minute and a half. He was and then he was yeah.
0: overmatched right from the. The get-go. oh, yeah, like he had, and he's never been back, so <laughs> no. he, he had no background in it. You know, when Lesnar did it and Bobby Lashley, they have backgrounds in yep. wrestling and grappling and all of that. So, you know, yep. punk had no real background in that. So, without that grappling background, because I, you know, I've done MMA, I, I do jiu-jitsu, and all of that. And if you don't have that grappling background, you're you know you're about eighty five percent behind the curve yeah. the second you get in there you know like <laughs> you better know how to fight when you get taken off your feet you know and if you don't have that background you don't belong in there and um you know the other thing is um Logan you know Logan's running around talking about I want to fight on Nate Diaz now more so than either Connor or Floyd, you know, that's insane to me. Because the Diaz brothers are freaking insane. And, you know, they are just... Everyone I've talked to about it, they're like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. There's no reigning these two in. They are pure wild dogs. Like, they don't give a shit about the money. It's their street reputation. And... They'll get in a boxing match, and Nate or, or or Nick will literally kick one of them in the head, and not even give a shit, just to prove a point. You know, <laughs> like those two will get hurt trying to mess around with the Diaz brothers. Oh
1: yeah, yeah Floyd, Floyd is there to make money, and he'll right. probably you know dip and dodge and do his thing. But Nate, Nate doesn't like said, Nate doesn't care about the money. He'll get in there and, and he'll get after it. And, but, yeah, like so, I, you know what? If they want to, if they want to call those shots. I say let them have it. Let them get in there and see yeah.
0: what they got. Yeah, you know, they'll probably get. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see him fight one of the Diaz's just to kind of, I think, really let them know that, look, there's a line oh, yeah. where you can be the showman, you can do the Hector Camacho thing, but there's certain people, when you call them out, you better be damn sure that you can back it up. Um. Yep, I, you know. I, think,
1: I think it would be a huge sell, and I think... Uh, I think they'd be... They'd open up something they probably don't
0: want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people in MMA that I would fight. Um, (laughs) The Diazes are at the bottom of my list of people that I'd want to get in there against. (laughs) Like, I've, I've trained with them. Not directly with them, but kind of in the group that they're associated with out in L.A. Um... I know their reputation. I know their trainers. I know the people that hang around them. They're very, you know, very real life, authentic street thugs, man. They're they're
1: yeah, <laughs> like, like like a, like a Masvidal. <laughs>
0: um, second thing I threw at um, him was uh, sports moment that you witnessed personally, uh, either in person or on TV, um, that yeah you'll never forget, you know. Or so, a couple, if you have a couple.
1: Most of these are most of these will be on TV. Um, I've seen some good sports stuff live, but right. obviously the major events are always on TV for the average Joe. But uh, I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan, diehard Eagles fan. So obviously, then winning the Super Bowl in 2017 was priceless for me. Um, first one, and then right now it's looking like the last one for a while, uh, unfortunately. But uh, you know, specifically the Philly special, that trick play on uh, on fourth and goal. You know, to put another a couple points on the Patriots was huge, and then just beating, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You know, Brady's won seven rings. That was right. just a simple story in the season the way it went down. So that was that was crazy. Um, another big one was uh, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I do watch. When it gets deep in the playoffs and the NBA Finals, I'll watch for sure. And uh, you know, LeBron James coming down from three-one against the Warriors. Never been done before, and specifically the play whenever he goes and blocks uh, Andre Iguodala off the backboard, runs him down—mind blowing. That was cool. Um, never forget that. And then, you know, not a not a Patriots hater, but not a Patriots fan. Right. Definitely the the twenty-eight to three comeback against the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it was like the early of the third quarter. I was watching with my parents, and my mom just said, "You know, is Tom Brady going to win this one?" And I just I said, "There's actually no way." <laughs> biggest yeah there's no way well, I mean I, that was the biggest comeback of his his career not yeah. just playoffs so that was mind blowing i couldn't
0: believe it no i uh i am i'm a brady fan not so much patriots per se but yeah. um, you, you got
1: to be at, at this point
0: you know but i actually turned that damn game off because 28 to 3 at halftime i was like dude like there's no way they're coming back from this i don't need to see him get embarrassed further, and then, you know, <laughs> my wife come home, and there was like two minutes or something left in the game, I think, or a minute 50, and she's like, you're not watching the game, and I was like, they're getting their ass kicked, and she's like, no, they're gonna win, and I'm like, there's no fucking way they're gonna win, and she's like, turn it on, and I turn it on, and I was like, there is no was like oh i was so mad i like turn it off and then i just missed all of it you know and i was like uh, all right I, I deserve that one like <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> i, I get, mean, so. the yeah. Falcons. i mean there's just one or two little plays they make and that game yeah. is is so different and then yeah you know another the moment i kind of forgot till we brought it up is the the julian edelman catch that was yeah. insane that play i'll never forget and then it sounds like I'm talk- just everything I'm talking about is the Patriots, but my God, they're involved in so much right. stuff that's bad. Uh, the David Tyree catch against the Giants. Uh, well, the Di- David Tyree for the Giants against the Patriots off the helmet, uh, especially for a guy like him who had like, you know, he didn't really do anything before or after that in his career, but that play was just insane.
0: Yeah. The album... The Butler Interception is another one that I go to a lot. Oh,
1: God, yes. You know, oh, like, my God.
0: like, that that was just one of them plays that you just, nobody seen coming. Um,
1: it sounds like the, the Patriots are just involved in just craziness all around. But yeah, that play was, of course, you know, Pete Carroll probably dreams about that every night. You know, you got Marshawn Lynch, just run the ball, man. It's over.
0: <laughs> right. So for me, I'm old, so I went old school. Um, the third one... Uh, for me, uh, was a miracle on ice. Uh, I was probably, I think, about six or seven, um, you know, back before computers and the Internet and all that fancy stuff, uh, where you kind of sat around, you know, as a family and you watched TV. And, of course, we, you know, we were watching because the Americans versus the Russians, that's what you did. And, um, you know, when the USA beat the Russians, man, that that was a powerful moment. Like, you know, uh, a game where we were supposed to have zero chance of, of winning and to pull that off. Um, it was historical, <laughs> you know, and I still I've, remember uh, that. Um, I obviously
1: was too young to watch that, but right. i watched the movie, is amazing. And two, I've actually seen the, uh, real scoreboard on the event. I've oh, seen nice. it actually, uh, Olympic museum, uh, here in Colorado Springs, Okay. Uh,
0: on display in his own private room. Nice. Um, Second one for me was Pete Rose uh, breaking the uh, all-time hits record. Um, We were watching that. um, uh, Mainly, uh, not so much for Pete Rose, uh, but uh, my great-grandfather, for many years, uh, he lived to be 103, and um, for many years, he was very, very good friends with Ty Cobb. And we basically were watching it because uh, he was kind of rooting against Pete Rose to not break Ty's record. Uh, So uh, my great-grandfather was um, slightly upset (laughs) to see Pete Rose (laughs) break Ty's record. Um, I won't repeat his language. um, That's kind of uh, of
1: like when Don Don Shula from the Dolphins every year, that a team, you know, teams are getting... uh, 14 or no every time they have their first loss he like pops champagne and like has a little celebration because he's still the only undefeated team
0: yeah um number one for me though <laughs> this is kind of petty but um the 86 world series um I was a huge Mets fan growing up and the Mets versus the Red Sox the Red Sox were up uh for all intents and purposes The Red Sox should have won that. Um, I had a bet with my stepmother about it. And um, when Buckner kicked that ground ball, I was so happy. And then it just (laughs) completely went to hell after that. And um, my stepmom... Uh, never did forgive me <laughs> for that so, <laughs> to me, that was probably the greatest sports moment of all time of you know I mean if he catches that ground ball it's literally over right you know he kicks that ground ball and it just the Mets come back and win and um, you know it really was so crazy because um, when Howard Johnson hit that thing. You know, I mean, it was just a, a roller to first base. And I just was like, oh, shit. You know, I'm going to lose. I'm going to listen to her. And when it went through his legs, <laughs> I was like, what? And then he turned around and kicked it. And yeah. I went crazy, man. I was only, I think I was only like 11 or 12 years old. Or, no, I was about 15 years old, actually. Um, but, yeah, I was so happy, so... um those are my three like great sports moments as far as remember. of course, I mean there's always the the Fab the Fab five being from Michigan, you know, that was a, oh, yeah. a huge thing. Um the way they crushed Villanova. Um or Virginia. It was Virginia they crushed. It was like a I think it was like a hundred and three to forty eight or something. Um, you know, it was um but yeah. Um do 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 do. Favorite board game to play as a kid or as an adult?
1: Oh, uh, so as a kid, you know, the classic one is Monopoly. I always loved right. Monopoly. That's an easy one. That is true. And then, you know, uh, I, I was curious if Battleship counted as a as a board game. I oh, think
0: absolutely. it does.
1: It. I love Battleship.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Clue. And then, uh, gosh, probably like Connect Four, kind of a board game, kind of not kind of deviates from that, but those are probably my favorites. Um, and then, you know, played a lot of card games like Uno and stuff
0: yeah. like that. Um, growing up, we played a lot of, um, we played a lot of uh, Crazy Eight, uh, Gin Rummy, uh, card game-wise. Um, board game-wise, my favorite game has always been Stratego. I am absolutely vicious and unmerciless when it comes to stratego. Um, I I play stratego kind of the way Bobby Fischer plays chess. Like I'm <laughs> I'm unforgiving when I play stratego. <laughs> um, um, Connect Four is another one. Um, oh yeah. My my youngest one got a Connect Four game about two weeks ago, and he had never played before. So after stomping him about nine games in a row. He kind of got frustrated, and I was like, here, let me teach you how to play. So I taught him some of my tricks, and then he, the next morning, I woke up, and I come out of the bedroom, and he's sitting on the floor with my wife, and he's just kicking her ass at at Connect Four, and he's like, she's like, oh, taught your son how to play Connect Four, didn't you? And I was like... Oh, yeah, I did teach him a few things. And she's like, a few things, my ass. He's kicking my ass. He picked it up quick. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, two things from your bucket list.
1: Oh, gosh. This one, uh, the first one, <clears throat> it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of salty about it right now for reasons reason i will explain. But I've always wanted to be an extra in a movie or a TV show. And the reason I'm salty is because I recently went on a trip back to Oklahoma, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and currently they're filming quite a few movies in Oklahoma, for whatever reason, it's a growing industry there, maybe because it's affordable and, you know, lots of, uh, you know, not a not a huge population, not a big scene, but um, they're filming a pretty big one uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio called Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, on True Events and they're also filming another one um, that's going to be on a a Fox series show but uh, they've been I've been on this email list where they ask for extras and you know very generic things and um, I was there for seven days and the week before I was there they needed extras and the week I was there I was hoping I would get an email saying they need extras because it's a short film and Mm -hmm. it's a you know a short series I thought it would be pretty easy to get into and uh, nothing and then the week I'm gone back home and back in Colorado they're asking for more extras and so I was like <sighs> literally, <laughs> the week before and after and uh, one of my buddies actually did it had a very small extra role just a background guy but super frustrated because that was my chance I think but it'll come so right. I want to be an extra in a movie or a TV series always wanted to probably be cool right and then um, my second one I have tons but I love to travel love to see new cultures and new places and something i've always want to do is go see the taj mahal nice, nice. and uh, you know like i said that those are just two i have dozens and i've, I've already done so many but uh those are definitely two that i that i could think of currently
0: yeah i've never been to india i've been i've been all over asia and india's uh india and pakistan are about the two places really left that i haven't uh really been to i've been to. Thailand and Laos. I've been to the Philippines and and uh Indonesia. I've been to China. I've been to uh, wow. Hong Kills. Kong and um, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been to probably about eighty, eighty five percent of the countries in Asia. Um, so, you know, but I have, I have not been to India. So, um, yeah, eventually, I'm kind of with you. I'd love to see India. You know, um. I don't know Taj Mahal so much, but I'd love to explore India, just in general, I think. Um, So, that'd be cool. Um, For me, my bucket list, my two. um, One, I want to finally (laughs) uh, finish this music CD that I'm working on. Uh, I've been slowly uh, doing the Guns N' Roses thing with it, you know, and uh, I've, about the last ten years, I've been recording songs off and on, and Um, hopefully before I die I actually get all the songs recorded and get it put together and released so um, I'll uh, there's been a few times where I've you know I'm going to record a country CD and then I get a little bit into it and I'm not really feeling it and I'd switch gears and be like you know I'm going to do a hip hop CD so I'll start that and then I'll go back and um, I haven't really made up my mind what direction I'm going to go um you like Post Malone? Kind of, yeah. Like I I love all kinds of music, so one minute I'll write something and it'll be like Blue October and then I'll write something and it'll be like Creator and then I'll write something and it'll be like you know, just I'm, I'm so random with music um, that you know, I, I can't really pick a direction, I guess. Um, main thing on my bucket list, though, I want my pilot license. I want to learn how to fly. I, uh, I am, okay. uh, I am terrified okay, cool. of heights, so <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping one that that will cure my fear of heights. Um, but also, I am surrounded by people who have their pilot license, and uh, I just think it would be very cool to be able to go up and fly. You know, and have that sense of whatever it is, you know? Um,
1: oh, yeah. have yeah, absolutely, I mean. man. I have uh, i don't mind flying. I like it. Uh, yeah. I don't know I'd ever want to fly it because I'd just be afraid I would screw it up, but right. that's awesome, man. Definitely do it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I have no grand illusion that I'm going to fly a 747 or anything, um, but um, my wife's dad, uh, he is a certified pilot. He has a little... Um, Puddle Jumper is what we call it. Um, It's one of them planes that can land on water. um, Oh, nice. I told Mike that I would love to learn to fly it. Um, He's not actually certified to teach, but he showed me a few things, and I've been up in the plane. And It's pretty, you know, when you're flying out over, I guess, the city is one thing, but when you're out, you know, we flew, like, up to northern Michigan, and when you're flying out like over Lake Huron or Lake Michigan, um, it's really kind of surreal because you can really see the the breadth and the scope of not just the city, but all of the natural beauty of the earth, you know, oh, yeah. and miles and miles of forest and, and lakes and waterways and, you know, I mean, it's really... It's really an amazing sight to take in. Um,
1: would you ever? Uh, would you ever go skydiving? Do what? Would you ever
0: skydive? I have skydived once. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, not by choice. Uh, I had to do it when I was in the military. Um, I argued with the sergeant about it before I did you know and he's like private why don't you want to jump out of the plane like everyone else and I was like sergeant I don't understand why we're jumping out of a perfectly good airplane (laughs) 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 and um, you know (laughs) um, they kind of give you a choice of jump or I'm going to push you so um, you know my particular sergeant at that time was a six-foot-six, 300-pound um, former professional wrestler. So, <laughs> I figured the uh, better option might be to jump out of the plane because if he pushed me, I don't know how far he would push me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I have jumped out of a plane and it's not a terrible experience. It's just that initial, you know, when it kind of takes your breath away. Oh, yeah. and yeah
1: I've been twice on my own
0: accord you know um I, I have a very good friend uh, who's running for mayor where I live and uh, he's a skydiving instructor um, oh nice so we've talked about me doing it again I probably will at some point um, but we'll, we'll' I guess we'll see uh, when the time comes yeah <laughs> 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 um, I still don't understand the urge to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, I guess. (laughs) Um, Advice you'd give someone starting their first podcast?
1: Um, Lots of pointers and tips you could give, but um, just start it. Yeah. um, I wanted to start it for a long time, and I just didn't for whatever reason. Multiple reasons, actually. I mean... The first one was kind of like what we talked about earlier. I thought I had to have this niche set. Like, you know, people said, oh, what are you going to talk about? Like, you know, I'm, I'm into personal finance. Like, I love my own finances. But people you can talk about personal finance or, uh, you know, sports or, um, like, you said, I mean, like you said, there's like this half a dozen topics that are like, you know, you got to pick one. And then I would, so I sat on it forever and then I was like, I don't, I don't want to just talk about one thing. Right. I want to do that and then so mainly just start it and get it going and also don't don't try to make it perfect out of the out the gate because you know i did that too a lot of the stuff i listen to you know all the big podcasts um they're awesome they're sexy but they're they've made money and they've been at it for five to ten years and right. they have great equipment and they have a you know a sound guy and so basically it's it's gonna you know you're gonna have some learning curves and then get on youtube and so basically, just just get into it and start it, and uh, you know, get after it, and, and don't think you have to have this one certain topic yeah. to go with.
0: I mean, it's it's fine to have a topic if that's your thing. If you want to explore being a cancer survivor, if you want to talk about wrestling, you want to talk about Star Wars, that's perfectly great. Um, but at the same time, you know, you really can explore a lot of around uh, doing this and you mentioned it and I'll, I'll say it um, about 10 years ago, 8 years ago um, for 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 years, before I got into the podcasting side, I, I do a live radio, I have my yep. own internet uh, radio stations and um, <laughs> when the whole Great White thing happened with uh, them kicking the singer out and getting the singer all of that, I got into a thing with Eddie Trunk and we got into a, a a pissing match, I guess you could call it, um, because I took the side of the band, and he was on Jack Russell's side, and and um, we were trading, you know, verbal insults, I guess. And I've never liked Eddie all of that much, and Eddie made the made the remark <laughs> that internet radio isn't real radio. And I was like, excuse me, what do you mean it's not real radio? And he's like, well, it's not like FM radio, where you actually have to work at it. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, let me tell you something. When I do my radio show, I'm a one-man show. I have to find my own interviews. I have to book my own interviews. I have to create my own playlist. I have to manage my own stuff while the show is happening, on the fly, I have to fix any mistakes, all of that. I said, I have nobody to back me up on this. I said, Eddie, you walk into a studio, and you have a sound engineer to handle that side. You have people who book your guests. You have people who book your interviews. You have people who handle your email. I said, dude, all you got to do is show up, turn on the microphone, and talk. I said, so I'll tell you what, I'll challenge you, come to my house and do one of my shows and do it by yourself. Don't bring none of your people. You got to do an entire two-hour show completely on your own. And I said, I bet you couldn't do it. And he blocked me after that. <laughs> Because I think he realized that, look, you know, great. I'm not saying Howard Stern or Joe Rogan or any of those guys are, are not amazing at what they do. But they have a lot of help to sound oh, good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I like yeah. my flaws. I like my shows of being on the fly and, and having that, you know, just a, a hair from running off the rails type yeah. of style. Mm-hmm. You know? kind um, keep keep in check. Yeah, I I just... You know, like I said, this is why I do this. Um, Because... I've met so many cool people that I consider friends now doing this. I've got to interview some of my biggest musical heroes. Some of my biggest sports heroes. um, Some of my favorite all-time actors. Um, One of my highlights, and it's somebody a lot of people won't know, but... um, I got to interview... Uh, or or talk to Fred Dyer. Um, He played Hunter in the the old TV series. And um, he's a sportscaster now for the LA Rams. He played for the Rams in the NFL before he was an actor. And, um, you know, Hunter was one of my favorite shows growing up. I never missed Hunter. So, when I got the interview with Fred, I was kind of like, holy crap, this guy is bigger than life, you know, and, and, such a nice guy, man, and and we talked about the Rams, and I really don't even know all that much about the Rams, but I just winged it for an hour, you know, and, um, man, we, you know, we talked about stuff that I would have never talked about otherwise, but um, I've spoken to Fred a few times since then, and, you know, I, uh, it's kind of cool that you can do that. You, I noticed you got to interview Bruce, Bruce Buffer, you know, uh Who is somebody that you would think that the average person probably couldn't approach because he really is you know up there in the sports world um you know and you would you would assume i guess as a as a normal person that he would have managers and p r people and you know all of these hoops you have to jump through to to get to him so um I think it's amazing that this allows us to do that so yeah
1: i absolutely um, agree
0: um so that again you know my advice would be like you said do it you know it's not going to be perfect when you start um i went back a, a while ago and i listened to the shows i did originally 10 years ago and man they were horrific (laughs) <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> they were horrific yeah. like yeah. what you know i I'm, I'm sitting here to myself thinking oh man god what were you doing bro bro like <laughs> like d- d- dude did you really say that my god that was in you know in um i I've, I've come a long way so um i've still got a lot to learn about the podcasting side but hey we're going to get there so until yeah. then you know uh it kind of is what it is so Oh, yeah.
1: No, I think you're doing great, man.
0: Um, a rule that you live by.
1: So this one kind of plays into the, the podcasting deal. And uh, I have I guess I have a couple, but I'll try to make one quick. But a rule, I, you know, a big one for me is always ask a question. And that can spin off into many things. And to if you don't ask the question, the answer is always no so whether that's big time small time medium whether i mean it could be anything but if you don't if you don't ask the question the answer is always no whether you're shooting big or small um and that kind of plays into like talking with like bruce Buffer. so you know technically i'm one of bruce's customers with my intro so i'm sure that helped but i mean you know i didn't spend a fortune with this guy and the guy doesn't have to he didn't have to say yes to me just because i bought a product of his i mean you know, the guy is probably a millionaire, and he's done it for yeah. 25 years. You know, the money I spent with him was not substantial. I'll tell you that it did not it did not impact his life. So he never had to say yes. I had one layer of of people to get to him, and I asked, and they said yes. They didn't even flinch, and I was like, whoa, okay. And my brother actually encouraged me to do so. So sometimes I don't even follow my own rule because my I hadn't even asked him, and my brother said, hey, you know, email and ask him. Because um, I had I had purchased his his deal, um, you know, eight to nine months ago, and I just had him on, you know, a couple weeks. Shot him email. They said yes. It was it was so much easier than I thought. And then there's been times where I've been left on red or ignored by very 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 average people, right. Who I thought, be, you know, who I thought would be uber excited to even be considered it, right? So then it just kind of shows you that you know you never know what the answer is going to be and who is going to be so back to that always ask the question always ask for the opportunity um you're going to get told no a lot you just have to get on with it and understand that that's just how it is i mean i always give an example too it's kind of a wild one and a big one but look at what you know going back to the mma boxing look at what conor mcgregor did with floyd mayweather Mm -hmm. how you know how many times have people said i would fight floyd anybody would fight floyd mayweather you would fight him tomorrow because you'd instantly you know change your life overnight but he did it and he did it over and again, and he got attention, and he did it the right way. And he was also talented. Right. With, You know, you can't just it's not like he's going to, hey, can I have a million dollars? You're going to get told no. But if you ask for certain things and you're good about them and, and, and smooth, it happens. So, you know, when he created that opportunity, it, he just became a totally different person. Um, so that's my big one. Always ask the question. And then, you know, another one I the by is, never be afraid to have a conversation and keep an open mind. Yeah, Uh, And that's something I think that is almost, you know, down to a bare minimum these days. Um, You know, everybody's going to have disagreements. Uh, Your neighbor could be like a Republican and you're a Democrat and that's cool. But I guarantee you, if you sat down with them in your backyard, you can find common interest on a lot of things. And then you could probably see why they think the way they do. Um, Like you, you know, there's a pretty good chance I'll never meet you in person, but now I can say I know this guy from from Jackson, Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know we have common grounds, and I don't need to know about other things about you because this is a fun conversation. And, and you know who you know if I would have said no, then life moves on. But the fact that you take time to do it, you like I said I, I you know I have this this friend per se all the way up there, and if I ever come to Michigan, I'm like hey I know this guy there, right. like maybe I can grab a beer with him or something. Right. I think whenever you close close out people based on very little things you lose so much opportunity so
0: yeah i
1: don't even i i'm so like against it i don't even care or ask people are you a democrat or republican i don't care i mean you know as long as you're not pushing things in my face or or forcing something on me i don't i don't want to know about that because that's what everyone else is focused on right now i want to know about you like you. You're like, hey, I want to put out a CD. Like, okay, you're like, this guy wants to be a pilot. Like, that stuff is cool to me. In which yeah. I think you, you kind of agree with as well. So
0: yeah, it's I, I, you know, I I've told this story on the live radio show before. i to tell it here. Uh, growing up, uh, my grandfather, still alive, he's 94 years old, and um, still to this day, his best friend for as long as I can remember before he passed uh, was our next door neighbor Walter. Now, my grandfather, uh, 36 years, General Motors, uh, worked for the union, uh, voted Democrat for, you know, 95% of his life before they lost their mind. Um, But, you know, uh, my grandfather was, during the 70s and the 80s, he was your typical uh, left-leaning, pro-union, General Motors type of guy. A Walter next door... Walter was your John Wayne-loving, gun-toting, Ford-driving Republican. Now, they were as opposite as opposites could get. Walter would mess with my grandpa about driving a Chevy. Grandpa would tell Walter when he come over, Oh, you can't pull that piece of crap in my yard. you got to park it in the road. No Fords allowed in my yard. It was all in good fun. But the one thing that always stood out to me was when water when the fields and the corn, when that corn had to come in, my grandfather was the first one to show up 5 o'clock in the morning with a canteen of coffee ready to work. And when our soybeans come in, Walter was the first one at our house to help um, with that. You know? So, it was never about their differences it was about look we're neighbors and this is how you survive and at the end of the day you drink a beer and you laughed about you liked Ford or you laughed about the fact that they liked Chevy or, or whatever and you, you kind of goofed on each other and my best friend now is very left leading I'm more libertarian I'm kind of uh, my political political philosophy is very simple I don't, care who you, I don't care what you do or who you do it with. Just don't do it on my lawn and don't lose, use my money to do it. <laughs> that's, that's my political philosophy. Like, look, quit taking my money, stay off my lawn. Other than that, I don't care who you marry. I don't care what you do. Just do it someplace else. Um, you know, so in all good fun, Odd teases me about being more conservative. I tease Odd about being more liberal and we laugh about it. But here's the thing. Even though we're here politically, we love the same music. We love horror movies. We love the same books. We love so many things. To me, it's insane to imagine that I couldn't like my best friend. I couldn't love my best friend because he's literally as much of a brother to me as my real brother is. That I wouldn't be friends with him simply because we voted for different people. Yep. You know, to I, me it is is utter insanity. It's it, I, my brain can't wrap around it. And, yeah,
1: I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I, I say the fact that people do. Again, I, I can't wrap my brain around that. It's it's so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I think right. I think everybody has a, a list of pet peeves, and I try to not have many. But that is yeah. probably one of my bigger pet peeves is close-minded people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with agree or disagree, but people who just who you know they, they look at one quality of you and they just shut you out. And they're like, "Yep, that's that's a draw for me." Now, unless it's severe, of course. But yeah, you know, when they uh, just keep an open mind. That's a big rule I live by. Yeah. I'm um, always open the question and, and keep be open-minded, man.
0: Yeah, and that's it was my music. You know, listen, people who know me know. The moniker, you know, when I say the music got CJ playing, a lot of people uh, don't know where it came from. They don't know the history of it. Um, you know, growing up, I have a massive music collection. My music collection right now is about 1.6 million songs across probably 200 different genres punk rock country bluegrass americana jazz reggae hip-hop um ska you know i mean i have a ton of music so my musical knowledge is ridiculous um the nickname kind of comes from a teacher who she made a comment about bob seeger and in a passing comment that probably shouldn't have meant something i knew she was wrong because my dad's favorite singer is bob seeger so I grew up in the front seat of a semi looking at old vinyl records and cassette tapes with Bob Seger stuff. So I can tell you, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Nine Lives, was recorded on April 23rd through April 29th of 1977. It was recorded at Sound Forge Studios in Ypsilanti, Michigan, by Bob Marlett and Bob Ezrin. Um, it was, I can tell you all of this say knowledge. She made a comment. And I corrected her. <laughs> and she looked at me, and I brought the cassette the next day to prove to her that I was right. And she's like, well, aren't you just a little music god? And it stuck with me, because all my friends called me that after that. Uh, so for 35 years, I've kind of had this moniker. And I, when I got into radio, I was like, fuck it. That's who I'm going to be. I'm going to be the music <laughs> god. Um, so, um, yeah. So, open-mindedness musically in life. That's I'm with you on that. Um, the rule that I live by: do it right the first time. Seriously, like I, my biggest pet peeve, my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> uh, no, they're starting. story. Um, do it right the first time. I hate people who do stuff half-ass. Um, excuse my language, but um, it's so much easier to do it correctly the first time and just get it done. Instead of nickel and diming it, um, I've had so many jobs in my life where I've had bosses that want you to do the minimal cost wise or effort wise just to get it done or to cut corners. And I have literally quit jobs because I refuse to do it. You know, oh, just spray everything white. Well, I was a painter for one guy, and it's just spray everything white. It's not how you paint. You know, oh, that's the only way I can make money. Well, then you need to figure out how to be a better painter because that's not how you work as a painter. You don't go into someone's house and just spray everything white with one coat. You know, and I was like, if you do that as a painter, I don't want my name associated with that because that's crappy work. You know, my reputation is on the line as much as your name is on the line. Because that's oh, not that's not true. You're just a worker bee. Okay, right, but five years down or two years down the line, five years down the line, if I go to a different company and they see that I worked for Bob Knight Painting and Bob Knight Painting has a reputation for doing shitty work. I worked for Bob Knight Painting for two years. I bet I do shitty work. <laughs> you know? So you know, I mean come on, bro. It you know, it rolls down here. Hill. So um Yeah, so we're going to skip the Music God's Random Questions of Stupidity for this one because uh, we are going to run out of time. Um, So what we're going to end with is uh, we're going to end with you um, selling yourself, I guess. Uh, Tell everyone where do they find you, where do they find your podcast, where do they find uh, any other stuff about you, uh, if they want to contact you, ask questions, if they want to appear on your show, um, any of that fun stuff. Uh, Where do they go about uh, doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just want to say thank you for having me on again as well. Absolutely. Uh, Best place to find me is going to be Facebook or Instagram. And uh, my name on Facebook is Justin Lane Doulard. And my Instagram handle is going to be jdoulard1. And the last name is spelled D O U I. L-L-A-R-D, both D's as in dog, um, have a YouTube channel as well. And those are all linked on my Facebook and Instagrams. Uh, what I'm currently doing right now is, you know, my authentic podcast. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I have an array of guests. Um, you know, I, I love talking about health and fitness and entrepreneurship and sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't talk about it all of one topic so right. like we i have you know i had bruce buffer on last week which was probably be, probably my biggest guest and may be my biggest one ever who knows but
0: right.
1: uh, you know i've had musicians on you may you make some of those i'll send you some of those links um a guy or a excuse me an independent artist who was in a band uh a red dirt country band from my hometown had him on who's that um, I, who was who that uh, his name's Kyle Nix, and he's a former fiddler of the Turnpike Troubadours.
0: Okay, I I know that name. Love hey, really? Yeah, no, dude, I'm a huge Red Dirt fan. Sam Cox okay. and and uh, um, uh, I've actually hung out with Cody Canada a uh, numerous times. Oh, um, I, I love, love uh, Cody. Cody is such a, a great guy. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, the Regland, uh, which is uh, where Sam Kochman uh, was originally, because oh, yeah. uh, Sam is married so, to yeah, Amanda. The, the, um, the Turnpike Troubadours, yeah. are uh, they call it home my hometown. So, Brilliant, band.
1: Uh, Real big on them. And then, uh, you know, I've had Kyle Nix on. I've had uh, several professional uh, UFC fighters on. I had a gentleman named Roland Welker, who uh, actually won History Channel's uh, Alone TV show, Season mm-hmm. 7. Um, so, anyways, you can see I have a huge array of guests. Right. Um, I've also, you know, I also have uh, my brother and friends on. And I just love to talk to genuine people in a, in a good conversation. So, one, people who I think are authentic. And um, you That's, know, we talk about an array of topics similar to this man. So, except yeah. it's called Authentic Podcast with uh, Justin Doulard, and I'm on pretty much every major platform.
0: Nice. So, um, find Justin all over the place. Give a show a listen. Let him know uh, that you heard him on the noise report and uh, go and listen to his stuff and leave reviews and and rate it Um, because in that, in this regard, uh, within podcasting, that's really how we move up the ranks is uh, with reviews, kind of, it's almost like Yelp for podcasters, I guess, Um, you know, the more reviews we get, the better reviews we get, the higher we'll be on the ranking list. Um, it's not just about listens per se. Um, so do that. and um, dude, thank you for doing this, man. i uh, I love this you know uh, conversation, uh, so much fun with it, man. and uh, you know, I love that we can cover uh, so many different topics <laughs> kind of within you know that short amount of time. it's you know it's um it's it's almost like a boy's night out. But with like microphones in your face, you know. So, um,
1: yeah, no, I uh, I appreciate you having me on. And
0: um,
1: if anybody listens and and listens to my show, you know, always open to constructive criticism and feedback things they like, didn't like, yes. And uh, same for you, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. I love having a conversation and you know, meeting new people. And uh, I'm glad to, We can do these things over podcasting and the internet, man. You
0: know, it's absolutely, brother. Awesome. We're going to wrap this up. I am the music guy, CJ Plane. This is the Noise Reports. Onwards, upwards. Treat each other with kindness, and um, don't be an asshole. <laughs>